praise the Lord. We have been looking at Psalm 136, verse 26. That has been the, uh, the main topic of our discussion for a while, and we are still uh, continuing on that. Psalm 136, verse 26 says, Oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endured forever. And so the topic we have been discussing, does anybody know what the topic we've been looking at? The God of heaven. The God of heaven. And we started by saying the God of heaven is the owner of heaven and earth. Then we went on to say that the God of heaven is the one that enforces covenant. He does what? He enforces covenant. Then we say the God of heaven is a helper. And he will help someone here today in Jesus' name. We say he is the incomparable God. The what? Incomparable God. In whose hands is destiny. And the last time we were having our discussion here, we said the God of, that there is fire in the presence of the God of heaven. There is fire in his presence. Today, we are going to, we are going to take a step further by declaring that the God of heaven is a giver. Tell somebody the God of heaven. Is a giver. The passage we read says, Ask and it shall be given you. Ask who? Who are you? Who are we being told to ask here? Ask God. Ask the God of heaven, and whatever you ask him, he shall give unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. There is a God that opens doors without human keys. Are we together this morning? There is a God that doesn't need the key made by uh, the key manufacturer or the lock makers or the locksmith to open any door. Because the doors that human beings open, they can do what? They can shut. In fact, when you least expect it, is when they will do what? They will shut the door on you and you're on your own. That's why the Bible says, vain is what is the help of man. Because when men open a door for you, they can easily do what? They can shut it. It's physical. But there is a door that is spiritual. That's why the Bible says in uh, Revelation chapter 3 verse 8, I believe, that what I have done what? I have set before you what? An open door. Which how many men can shut? No man. No man can shut. I have set before you an open door, which no man can shut. All that is required of you is to do what? Walk into it. Because many of us, open doors are before us. But what are we doing? We are refusing to walk into it. The door is open. That's why the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? And we always answer and say, who? No one. But somebody can be against you. If God be for you, somebody can be against you. Who is that person? You can be against yourself. You can make up your mind that, yes, I can see. God has opened the door, but I will not do what? I will even move near the door. And so, for as long as you don't move near the door, you cannot walk through the door. And when the devil sees that that's the type of person you are, he will even bother you. He won't bother you because he realizes that, leave him alone. Or leave her alone. The door has been opened to him or her, but the person will not walk through it. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. 
if the Lord has opened a door unto you and you are refusing to walk in, that you may obtain your blessing and be a blessing unto us. Receive the grace to walk through that door in Jesus' name. Because if you are blessed, you will be a blessing. Is that not so? Tell somebody, I am blessed to be a blessing. Somebody does not want to be blessed. Say, I am blessed to be a blessing. You will be a blessing in Jesus' name. There was a king known by the name Cyrus. In Ezra chapter 2 verse 1. Ezra chapter 2 verse, I mean sorry. Ezra chapter 1 verse 2. Ezra chapter 1 verse 2. Cyrus the king of Persia. And he made a statement. He said the Lord God of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the earth. Now this Cyrus we are talking about was not a Jew. Did not know the Bible did not know anything about the Old Testament or New Testament. But he knew one thing. He knew that nobody can possess the kingdoms of the earth without the help of the God we are talking about. And he said it clearly. He said, the Lord God of heaven. He knew he was not referring to his idols. Because idols cannot do what God can do for you. He said, the Lord God of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the earth. And he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. And that's why, brethren, we must realize everything you have, you were given by God. Testimony, everything you have, you were given by God. Can you imagine? We all know what is happening in, in Ukraine today, right? Can you imagine somebody who was in Ukraine in January? And that same person, most likely not in Ukraine today. Somebody who was wealthy, who had everything in one of those cities. And today the person is a refugee in Poland. I want you to compare those two ways of life. Is there any way you can... I, I know we all cannot fathom it. It doesn't make too much sense to us. Well, of course, I know some of us, where we came from, maybe we had a very high standard of living. Before coming here, maybe we came in as refugees, maybe we came in as even landed immigrants. Because it's not, it's not, being a landed immigrant is not a certificate that you will excel in the place. We all have to do what? Start from the beginning. Irrespective of how many cooks and how many drivers you had where you were coming from. Irrespective of how big your house was, where you were coming from, when you get here, you have to start with, uh, what do they call that thing? Uh, what do they call room and parlor here? Apartment. No, not just apartment. There are four bedroom apartments. Eh? No, not, there are four bedroom basements. <laughs> there is this, uh -huh, maybe, maybe that's the word for it, studio abbey. Studio apartment. Uh -huh. That, uh, in fact, the, the, the bedroom, the kitchen, and everything, they are very studious. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We all have to start all over again. What am I trying to bring out? The Bible says, everything that you have, how did you have them? You were given. That's very important, brethren. We must take note. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. First Corinthians 4, 7. The Bible says, who maketh thee to differ from another? What has thou that thou did not receive? Now, if you receive it, why do you glory as if you did not receive it? First Corinthians 4, 7. If we keep that at the back of our mind, in everything we do, every day of our life, 
it will help us to live a godly life. Because, brethren, worldly possessions are transient. They are what? They are transient. Today you can be a millionaire, tomorrow you can be a pauper. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Because the corollary is the truth. Today you can be a pauper, tomorrow you can be what? Exactly. That's why they say money has wings. And I pray that the wings that money has will make it to fly into your pocket in Jesus' name. But you know there is a God that directs where money flies to. True or false? In Luke chapter 5, from verse 1, Peter had been fishing for how long? All night. How much fish did he catch? None. None. But Jesus came onto the scene. And Peter said, do you have any fish? And he said, ah, we have fished all night. We have caught nothing. And then he said, launch out your nets into the deep. And they well, <laughs> we just told you, we fish all night. We know fishes are not caught during the day. They are caught when? But if you say so, there's no harm in trying. What happened at that point in time? Jesus knew where the fishes were. You don't catch fish during the day. It's not because they are dead. Is it because they are dead? They are somewhere. He just spoke to them. And he told them, there's a net waiting for you there. Fly into it. That's what they did. There is a provision for you. Somebody does not believe that. I said there is a provision for you. I put it better. Say, there is an allocation for you. You will not miss it in Jesus' name. I said you will not miss it in Jesus' name. The God of heaven gives life to all. He gives what? He gives life to all. Isaiah 42 verse 5. Isaiah 42 verse 5. Remember we are, we are discussing today the fact that he is a giver. Isaiah 42 verse 5 says, Thus said God the Lord, He that created the heavens and stretched them out, He that spread forth the earth, and that which cometh out of it, He that giveth bread unto the people upon it, and spirit to them that walk therein. He is the one that gives life to all. Remember the story of that rich fool. He had everything. His farm had produced in abundance, in excess. And he looked at himself and said, okay, what will I do now? He said, this is what I will do. I will sit down. I will break this barn. I will build a new barn. And I will fill it with um, my produce. And I will now tell my soul, relax. It's time for retirement. Like many of us are doing. We are struggling. We are building bigger barns. We are building great barns. We forget that there is a place called heaven. We forget that this world, no matter how long it lasts, at most, what? You need to be 120 years old. How, how old is 120 compared to eternity? We lay gold, silver, gold. What else is there to lay? The precious things, diamond. We lay everything here on earth. And our, our, our place in heaven is what? Empty. That's even if you get there. If you even get there and they say, and, and, and you are allowed to come in that you are known or not. That's why the Bible says, seek ye first, what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what will happen? Every other thing shall be added unto you. Brethren, the Bible is still true. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He has not changed. But unfortunately, human beings love to learn from experience. Yeah, we love to learn from experience. 
And we don't love to learn from the experience of others. We love to learn from what? Our own experiences. And that's what gives many of us heartache. You read the Bible, you say, this is what the Lord says. It's too easy. Is that not so? It's too easy. That's not possible. The Bible doesn't say that when you give your life to Christ, there will not be challenges. There will be challenges. But go through the scriptures. Is there anyone that stayed with God that had challenges that did not overcome those challenges? There is none. But we think, no, 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 no. Maybe that is 2,000 years ago. I have to part my own child. Maybe I will write my own Bible. But then you realize it's too late. That's why I like praying that prayer. It will never be too late for you in Jesus' name. Somebody does not even like that prayer. I say it will never be too late for you in Jesus' name. It's the reality of human existence that many people, by the time they realize, even King Solomon, he realized it, did he not? When he was going to die, what did Solomon say? He said, vanity upon vanity. Oh, it's what? Vanity. He had the wealth, he had the woman, he had everything. But you know how God showed him that he was God? He had only one son. Do you realize that fact? The Bible says Solomon had is it 300 wives and 700 concubines. He had, he made, I mean, the silver, gold was everywhere. We are not told how many daughters he had. But he had how many sons? Only one. And the son he had was not because of Solomon. It was because of who? It was because of David. So that God will tell him who is on top of it all. God is still God. He has not changed. There is a good side of God. There is a negative side of God. Which side of God do you want to experience? Which side of God do you want to experience, my brother and sister? The God of heaven is what? He's a giver. He gives life to all. No, it's not only life. The Bible says he gives kingdoms to whomsoever he wills. He gives what? Kingdom to whomsoever he wills. Daniel chapter 2, verse 37. Daniel 2, 37. Daniel 2, 37. It says, Thou, O king, art a king of kings. And that is deception. It says, For the God of heaven had given thee a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. Had given thee what? A kingdom. And that's very important. He wasn't given all kingdoms. He was given a kingdom. But you know what Jesus said in Luke chapter 17, verse 21? Luke 17, 21. He said, neither shall they say, lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is where? Is where? Within you. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within me. If I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior, the kingdom of God is where? The God of heaven is a God that gives kingdoms. And if the kingdom of heaven is within you, I, I mean, it's a, it, it's a completely separate message on its own. And the kingdom of God flows from within you. You now realize why. The Bible says, with God, all things are possible. You now realize why, if you are a child of God, and this kingdom is within you, and this God is your God, how many things are impossible? How many things are impossible? None. Because you have the God of the kingdom residing in you the limitations we have are the limitations we have imposed upon ourselves because we are not ready to acknowledge god 
It is vain to wake up and begin to shout positive, uh, what do they call those things? Positive messages. I own Bari. I own the land. I, you are wasting your time. There is a foundation needed. And that foundation is in who? It's in God. The kingdom of God must reside in you for you to have the power to speak forth the word of God. And it becomes effective. It becomes achievable. Then nothing and no one can stand before you. And the Bible says, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what? That's the kingdom of God. Whichever way we look at it, north or south, east or west, if you are if, if you hate a life of holiness, you cannot declare that the kingdom of God is within you. You now see where limitation is coming in. It's not God limiting you. Tell somebody, God is not limiting you. Uh, maybe the person doesn't care. Tell the person, God is not limiting me. It doesn't limit anybody. You have got to make up your mind. Our God is a giver. Our God is who? He's a giver. He gives. He gives without measure. The Bible says he gives liberally. Liberally. He, no, he's not a member of the liberal party. He just gives liberally. Anyone that comes to him, he gives. Our God rules over the kingdom of men and gives it to whomsoever he wills. The Bible even says he does what? He sets up the lowest or the basest of men. You know, God speaks in parables. Is that not so? He speaks in riddles. Many of us who are from God's own country, the present president we have, is it the best of anything from that country? You tell me. I'm not a, I don't belong to any party. If anything is the worst, the man does nothing. He does nothing. And yet, is it, many of us are so proud of ourselves that we say, ah, um, you know, they bring us statistics. Oh, people from that country, they are the most educated group in U.S., they are the most educated group in Canada, they are the most educated everywhere, yet their president is nothing to write home about. Is somebody with me? God speaks in what? In riddles. That's the word. Thank you, Jerry. God bless you. He speaks in parables. He speaks in parables. That's why the Bible says he sets up the lowest or the basest of men. You know, I said something earlier on that human beings will like to depend on experience. How did that man become the president? Oh, when he was a military ruler, he did this. Oh, he did that. Oh, he did that. There's only one person that does not change. Who is that? God. Everybody changes. Unfortunately, his own change was for the worse. And that's what happens. When there is no Jesus involved, there's no positive change. That's why a man can sit down in his, in his own house and say that you're going to be bombing people anyhow. I'm not allotting blames between uh, uh, Russia and Ukraine. Like I've said, I mean, I've, I've, I've said this over the past uh, two or three weeks. I've pointed out one thing. 
which people may not, may not uh, look at. You know the story of Israel, right? I believe Israel went into captivity. Is it 2 Kings chapter 16 or so? Either 16 or 26. Israel was the northern kingdom when the, there was a division between Israel and Judah. And the Lord said, I spoke to them. They will not listen. I called them. They will not hear me. So what did he do? He sent Assyria to invade Israel. Assyria was a godless country. And God did not care. He said, if these people will not listen to me, I will send the Assyrians and they took over Israel. Is that not the same thing he did for Judah? Which nation came and invaded Judah? The Babylonians. Is it that they were serving the living God? No. But God wanted to punish his own children because of their disobedience. You don't know the history. Politicians, brethren, will be politicians. But whatever has brought about what is happening in Ukraine today, when I pray, there's something I pray for. And what is that? Mercy. I pray for the mercy of God. One of our pastors, when I say our pastors, not RCCG, many of us know him. At a point, he says he's the most popular pastor in Europe. He's a Nigerian. When all these things came, with everything he had, he had to take, uh, uh, what's the word? Is it take, seek refuge for his, own, for his own life. That's the avenue of life. Has God changed? Somebody is not sure. Has God changed? God has not changed. God is still God. He rules over the kingdom of men. He gives it to whomsoever he was. And you know what? God will do everything to prove this point. He will do anything to prove that he is still the God that rules over the kingdom of men. We all know the story of Nebuchadnezzar. Is that not so? Who lifted up Nebuchadnezzar? Who lifted him up? God. In Daniel chapter 4. But he became very proud. He failed to realize that the power he had was because Judah sinned and God wanted to discipline Judah. And so God sent him to invade all the land and take Judah captive. For a time or a season of 70 years until the land had her Sabbath. That's what the Bible says. And then he became very proud. Who could have done this? It's only me. I am the only one that could have done this. And then he had a dream. And he couldn't understand it. Until Daniel came and told him the dream. That's the whole of Daniel chapter 4. I mean, we can't, we can't read all of it. Daniel told him the dream. In Daniel chapter 4 verse 25. He said, they shall drive thee from men. Your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as oxen. They shall wear thee with the dew of heaven. And seven times shall pass over thee. Till thou know that what? The most high ruleth in the kingdom of men. And give it to who? Whomsoever he. Brethren, don't ever forget that. Our God rules in the kingdom of men. He gives it to whomsoever he wills. And when he makes his choice, many a times he will not even give it to a Christian. That's the truth. Nebuchadnezzar was not a child of God, was he? No. But God gave him the nation of his own children to teach them a lesson. But one thing God will always ensure is that his children are taken care of whatever happens. 
And that's why you need to be on the side of God. That you may not be a casualty of the times. You will not be a casualty in Jesus' name. The next thing I want us to take note of, brethren, concerning the God of heaven being a giver, is that he's a sovereign giver. Is what? He's a sovereign giver. That's why in 1 Samuel chapter 2, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 6, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 6, the Bible says, The Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. You know, as I was talking, I just remembered there was a story in the news. There was a house that was bombed. Is it a house? Maybe a hospital that was bombed in Ukraine. And there's this woman that they showed on a stretcher that was being taken out of that hospital. The last news that came was that both the woman and the unborn baby, they died. Even if you say the woman's sin, did the unborn baby commit any sin? Is somebody with me this morning? Did the unborn baby commit any sin? I'm not saying the woman's sin. I'm saying even if. And I'm bringing up a point. Our God is a sovereign giver. I pray that he will, fi he will find it uh, comfortable for him to give you the goodies of this land in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth out to the grave and bringeth all. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich. Which one will he make you? Even some people don't even know what they want. Will God make you rich or make you poor? The Lord make it poor and make it rich. He bring it low and lift it up. He raises up the poor out of the doors and lifted up the beggar from the dunghill to send them among the princes to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and he has set the world upon them. He will keep the feet of his saints. The wicked shall be silent in darkness, for by his strength shall no man prevail. By his strength shall no man prevail. You know, as I said that word, a song came to my mind. Uh, I think it, 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 the Yoruba version is flowing in me, but I know there's an English version. <laughs> Sister Lord, you know that saved by grace alone or something. <laughs> La 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 la. The old Baba Shang flows with me. Oh, Reofesha, Ni Bekelemi, Jesu Kofuaraye, Oku Fumi Peli. Saved by grace alone. That grace is what my. Uh, it's what I depend on. Jesus died for the whole world, but more importantly, he died for who also? He died for me. He died for me. He died for the whole world. He died for me also. There is grace, brethren, and that grace is available for you today. Amen. I said that grace is available for you today. Amen. I said that grace is available for you today. Amen. Verse 9 of that passage says that I mean the one word. It said he will keep the feet of his saints. How many of his saints are here today? You see, if you are counted among his saints, there is an assurance. That you cannot fall. That's one day I cannot fall. I'm not saying that you will not. You know that's a reason I'm saying it. Between, and between you, you will not fall and you cannot fall. It is impossible for you to fall. If you are counted among his saints. But the Bible says the wicked shall be silent in darkness. 
That should tell you once in brethren that with you and this God, this God of heaven, the way forward is assured. If only you would align yourself with him. Because by strength shall no man prevail. I remember when I used to work with an accounting firm. Uh, uh, we would prepare reports. I mean, do all manner of things, like maybe uh, you were the staff accountant or whatever it is. Prepare the reports. You spend maybe three days to prepare the report. Your hourly rate is $100 per hour, just for example. We don't spend Naira there. I mean, we don't spend dollars there. We spend Naira and, and that very, that heavenly currency. <laughs> your own hourly rate is $100 per hour, right? Then you give it to your senior and they review. Then you give it to your manager and they reviews. Then there's somebody called the partner. The partner will not spend up to one hour on that thing. But you know what his own hourly rate is? $3,000. You, you spent <laughs> maybe three weeks on it. Your rate is $100. But that man, all he would do is look at it, review it, and for those that know their work, he will review it. By the time he finishes, you are back to round one. But he has spent less than one hour on the report you have done. And his charge out rate is $3,000. What am I trying to bring out? By strength shall no man prevail. It's not the hardest workers that make progress. Brethren, the grace of God is still available to you. If you want God to make way for you, if you want God to give to you, if you want God to establish you, there is still something called what? Grace. But you can make up your mind that me, the way I want to make it, is that I will walk, walk, and walk. I remember the, the, the testimony I'm rounding up that our general overseer shared. He said, when he became the general overseer, he was so much burden about so many things. These things were not right. Things were not growing. This and this and all that. And at such a young age, he began to notice he had gray hairs. And he went back to God. He said, what is happening? And God said, what is the name of this church? I said, the redeemed Christian church of God. Is your name in it? Whose church is it? It is God's church. So, are you going to allow God to do his work or do you want to do his work for him? He learned to allow God to do his work. And the gray hairs began to disappear. Brethren, I see grace. For by strength shall no man prevail. I love that passage as I round up Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 that says, Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18, says, Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which is swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. It is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth. If you allow him to give you that power, if you don't take, I mean, the Bible says the foolishness of God is what? There is something called the foolishness of God, but it is wiser than the wisdom of man. That's why somebody can be selling water and become a millionaire. Is that not so? And some people will sell, will sell oil and they will end up declaring bankruptcy. True or false? And we see it everywhere. Somebody can be selling peanuts and become a billionaire. Is that not so? Some people will sell diamond and they will end up paupers. 
somebody will sell chicken and you want to eat no other chicken but the person's chicken is that not so some of us cannot rest until we have eaten mcdonald's chicken or kfc chicken or ah i can say <laughs> i have a witness there <laughs> somebody will sell chicken and become i mean very rich what is god saying unto you if you don't know what God is saying unto you, it's not because God is not saying anything. It's because you are too busy to hear him. It's because you are too busy with your own way of doing it, which is logical, is wonderful, is beautiful, is commendable by men. But God is saying, but that's not my way for you. That's not my way for you. If only you know my way for you and you are ready to toe that line. God is saying, I will make you a testimony. God is saying, I will make you an example of prosperity. God is saying, I will make men to see that when I interfere in the life of a man, I change the situation. But you have got to get to that point where you say, Lord, what do you want me to do? It's not the way others are doing it, but it's the way he wants you to do it. When you set into it, you begin to see the difference. You know what happens? When you start, you see some rapid transformation. Then it looks as if you are hitting some roadblocks. The rapid transformation at the beginning is so that you know it is God. Tell somebody it is God. So, but when you now hit those roadblocks, ah, it's because the enemy has noticed that, ah, God wants to bless this man. God wants to bless this woman. And now wants to bring Something that will discourage you. Tell somebody, don't be discouraged. That's why we talk of stumbling blocks becoming what? Stepping stones. If you hold on, if you continue. Our God is a giver. Our God is a giver. Let's rise on our feet, brethren. He's a giver. He still gives. And he desires to give unto you. What is it you are asking him for? What is it you want to touch the throne of grace for? What is that battle you are fighting by yourself for which you need to allow God to fight for you? Why don't you commit it to yourself today? Tell him, is here, is your father, is here to attend to your situation. Open up to him and say, Lord, you know like that song we sing, I have made you too small in my eyes. Oh Lord, forgive me. But now, oh Lord, I see my wrong. Do you see your wrong? Do you want God to intervene? Do you want God to fight that battle for you while you've been fighting for yourself? Do you want God to do for you what you thought you could only do by yourself? Because if you want to do it by yourself, by the time you are 80 years old, you look back, you will realize that you've been fighting in vain. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Open your heart to the Lord this afternoon and say, Lord, this is what I desire. Touch me and let your name be glorified. I have two prayer points here. The first says, just simply says, Father, empower me. Open your mouth and pray. Say, Father, empower me. The Bible says, it is he that giveth the power to get wealth. He can give it to you. Empower me, O Lord. Empower me. Tell him to empower you. Tell him to, he will give you the vision. He will give you the direction. Empower me, O Lord. Empower me, O Lord. Empower me, Father. And let your name be glorified. Empower me and let your name be glorified in my life. Yes, Lord, empower me. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying.
You say, Father, count me worthy for your goodness. Very important. Count me worthy for your goodness, O Lord. Count me worthy for your goodness, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. The goodness of God. Do you know the Bible says the blessings of God, they make it rich and added no sorrow to it. Count me worthy, O Lord, for your goodness. Count me worthy for your goodness. Let your name be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we are praying. Father, we thank you for this morning. We lift your name on high. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. You are the God that gives. And we come before the throne of mercy. Touch and give unto us in Jesus' name. Put the devil to shame in Jesus' name. Wherever we have gone astray, let there be a divine restoration. Let your name be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Every individual request your children have committed unto you today, Father, answer speedily in the name of Jesus. Answer by fire in the name of Jesus. Be glorified and be magnified, Lord, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.